Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Erica. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. I'm Janine. And I'm Andy. From, from Castle, Castle Island, Island Brewing Company. Company. And you're listening to an episode of Brew Roots. Yeah. It just feels good, this trifecta. Oh my god. It feels so much better now. <gasps> I'm back. Oh, right. There's his voice. Oh, we've missed There it that. is. First and foremost, I want to thank amazing. The, I want to thank the um, listeners who listened last week because our episode sucked last no, week. No, it was amazing. It was just a I quickie. listened to it on my way back from West Aww, Virginia. And right, rock, man. it was good. It was good. Yeah. Well, if you're back for another week of Bruce, thank you so much. We got a big old episode for you Ooh, guys. A big old, a big old episode. So, um, yeah, this episode was originally going to be an episode featuring Brienne from Pink Boots. But that's hopefully next week now. Yeah. I think this is going to be like our running joke because... It might be. If This is our plea. Crossing our fingers, this it's is not. Our, this is our plea to Brienne. Come on our <laughs> podcast and talk about Pink Boots. Do it. <laughs> Please. We triple dog dare you. Triple Ooh. dog dare. Boom. You. <laughs> Any of our listeners, you should just tag Brienne or just tag Notch and say, get, or Pink Boots and get Brienne on Brutes. Seriously. Start, uh, start a hashtag. Hashtag get Brianna on, on Baruch. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Pink Boots is awesome and she's the president. But we have an awesome episode that I'm so excited to release. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who we got this week? We got Castle Island. Yeah. <laughs> Norwood Mass right off the Audemars. Ugh. Ernie Bach Jr., come on down. Yeah. You know, that one. We did that not one. get paid for that, we did that advertisement for that, that was Mr. Just for Bach. Fun. Ooh, um, oh, Erica, good job hitting the microphone Yeah, just, just having some fun. It's cool. It's cool. Um, we sat down with our good friends, Janine and Andy. Yes. and uh, They're amazing. Look they them up. They are. And we were quite liquored up during this podcast episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were. But it was amazing, though. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially after the interview. We oh, had a lot. So, so much fun. Good. The fun kept going. Let's see, I had that English bitter. Yeah, you did. Right? <sighs> and then the guava. Yep. And then mm. there was the white ale or something. Yeah, the white ale. Yep. Good yeah. call. It was Look so great you. that I did not have to drive home that night. And Ryan did oh, right. the drive. I did. We love it when Ryan comes with us. Bless Because I always car. drive. <laughs> um, so many of you guys have known uh, and probably are listening in now that you know that Ryan is back. So we expect Woo-hoo! our listenership to skyrocket. Rocket. Pretty much. Um, Ryan, where were you? Tell the listeners. Where have you been? Well, I was in West Virginia for I don't know, two and a half weeks. So first of all, tell us what the West Virginia beer scene is like or lack of beer scene. Uh, I would say there's a lot of like brew pubs. Hmm. Um, so people drinking beer? <laughs> yes. <gasps> um, but there wasn't really a lot of breweries in really at all. Um, there is a couple, um, they're more in Maryland, right across the border is where there's going to be more like Burley Oak, but Burley Oak was like three hours away from me and I wasn't, Ew. Yeah, it just wasn't doing that truck. Yeah. Um, especially when my drive home is already 10 hours. So Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So other than that, I mean, there wasn't really a big craft beer selection, um, mm. but I had some flying dog. That was kind of like my go-to. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, what is that like the three-headed dog one or what? What is flying dog? It, um, not even. Yeah, no, it's a. It's a brewery. Th- yeah, it's a brewery. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, no, they they do like uh, like Belgian and um, like Imperial Belgian ales and like triple IPA things. They're they're kind of like a. They taste like dogfish in my opinion, mm. but they have they have a lot more fruit. Cool. Must in, be the dog the, part in it, you know. Flying dog. Has to fish. Be, hey, I don't know. I don't know. So contrary to bo- uh, popular belief, we did not send Ryan to West Virginia to spread the word of no. roots, but he did do that um, on my own. What? You also were in New Hampshire. I was. So we haven't had Ryan for three weeks. It's been very weird. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. But we've had record numbers with and without him. So Ryan. Mostly with him. With though. him. Stay around. <laughs> <laughs> Stay around, my friend. But yeah, New Hampshire. I went to Hobbs. Oh, the brewery. Yeah. Yep. 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 I had some dinner there. And then did you have any beer there? I did. Oh, okay, um, cool. <laughs> I had a Saison and then kind of like just a German table Pilsner or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, I like so I got pretty good. Speaking of Saisons, I got lucky enough to have a $32 bottle. $32 bottle of Hill Farmstead's newest Saison. Oh, damn. And it was so good. And I wish I wrote it down. But I don't do that stupid 
untapped shit that you guys do, so I don't Whatever. have a log of it. Whoa, big words. Um, Fighting words. But yeah, so I'm glad Ryan's back. I think Eric is glad We're Ryan's back. We're all glad. I'm glad I'm back. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, and we've got a lot. Uh, we're not going to disclose as much as we should be, but we got a lot of cool episodes coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, we've probably got our biggest name um, booked. In, yeah. yeah. Scheduled. Booked. Yeah. In uh, September. So, so we're yeah. talking We're talking bigger than Lord Hobo. We're talking Freaking bigger than Night massive. Shift. Um, not to knock those, but I mean, um, Next if level. you go back and listen to all our episodes... They're it, like mentioned in every single. They are one, I mentioned think. in every episode. Yep. That is, it's not Notch. I just want yeah. to let everyone know it's not <laughs> it's Notch. Not notch. <laughs> but Chris, yeah. you can come on anytime, man. Anytime, come over. Come over to Salisbury. Yeah, hang we'll, out. We'll, we'll hang out. Um, yeah, man, it just feels good to be back. Um, it just feels right. And like we're all wearing our shirts on tap this week. Hell yeah! Damn right. And uh, we have a little bit of news because we've been kicking ass with our shirts on tap, on tap sales. So much so. That we have to change up our promo code. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and this is to better serve our listeners in the shirts on tap audience. Um, well, and they, I just should say the same promo code. Applies. Just the promo is different. And Erica, do you want to tell our listeners what the code well, gives the you now? the code is Brew Roots. It is. And <laughs> surprise, surprise. And it is $5 off your order. Or your shirt. Yes. Right? First shirt, right? So, yeah. um, no, all shirts, all shirts, I think. Yes. Right? So just keep in mind our previous okay. episodes. Um, Maybe? <laughs> yes. All, all right. $5 off your order. That's cool. Your first, yep. your first order or your first all order. orders. First order. First order. Okay. Yes. Good. I'm glad I cleared that up for you guys. But I want you guys to keep in mind um, our previous episodes from last week on have the old promo code so if you use that you are going to not get you're only going to get five dollars off even though we said something different we can't go back in the time machine that ryan built whoa (laughs) so stress but that means that sign up for shirts on tap because there's big things coming uh their website just improved i was lucky enough relaunched or whatever yeah their website's sick um and the sun's out guns out i have the tank on now for july i'm so pumped i got a tank You're a tank. Dude, and <laughs> I switched it up. I have my San Diego shirt on. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ever do that okay. again. Um, yeah. Yeah, but just make sure you guys use the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first order uh, for shirts on top. Well, you know where else you can use that code? No, uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay, well, uh, you can use it at Beer and Wine Hobby. Stop it. What? 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 For realsies, guys. For 10% off your order. And I think I'm going to have to take advantage of that pretty soon because, Erica. Yes. I want to make some meat. Ooh. And I have I have bees at my house. And oh, do you? I do. So <laughs> I think I have plenty of... Uh, I'm slated to get 96 pounds of honey, so... Oh, delicious. Uh, you don't just want to bathe in it? I'd bathe in it. <laughs> yeah, house bear, if you're <laughs> listening, I mean, you need some honey. <laughs> we can, no, we can cool. talk. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, but we are actually in the process of becoming a little bit more knowledgeable for you guys in the podcast. We lands. are. Um, so some feedback we got is that, um, you know, what are like off flavors? How do you know a good beer versus like a bad beer? Um, you know, how, how does some, you know, so-and-so say that that's a mango flavor or piney flavor, you know, a New England style IPA or West Coast style tips, IPA? Tips. Um, and the answer has always been for myself. Like, I don't know. I just drink what I like. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think us as a group felt that that's not good enough. No, No, we gotta be better than that. So we have delved into becoming, becoming Ryan, you should try to say the word. No. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Ryan. Just, what do you think it is? Let's try. Cicerone. Ooh, Ooh, you got it right. You got it right. Yeah. So we are in the process of becoming, um, beer savvy level level one. one. Yeah. Uh, Cicerones. Yeah. Thanks to our friends at Cicerone. Cicerone. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so what that will let us do is that gives us unlocked um, af- access to study guides and study everything guides else for and, the test. And the test. Yep. Um, gives us a lot more knowledge, like you said. Yes. So we'll be able to be more knowledgeable for you guys. Yes. And um, we're going to actually like weekly kind of highlight one of our journeys with it, I think. I think yeah. that'd be kind of cool, cool just to kind of see what we've learned. Yeah. Um, but we're also working with them right now to see if we can offer something to our listeners, maybe down the road. Um, and this might be the first time Cicerone's hearing this. Yes, but, probably uh, is. So, but uh, um, we want to see if we can offer 
you guys something. Uh, fingers crossed. We have I have no promises. Stay tuned. This is yeah, not no like a this is not a pressure on Cicerone who <laughs> who is kindly partnering with us yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's totally awesome. Um, because they love the podcast and they want to expand our knowledge as well. Um, they want to expand your knowledge too. Like yes. They really want to reach out to you guys. So yep. we're gonna um, help them do that. They just want to hear good can opens. Yeah, <laughs> that's really it. Uh, yeah. So we're. Ooh. Um, so this week we're going to forego <laughs> the blind taste test for Ryan. Yeah. Because we want to get one week under our belts. Exactly. We want to like get back into it, you know? To see what Ryan, if Ryan gets any knowledge from yeah. his but, first uh, week. But Ryan, what are, you, what are you drinking this week? What are you... Just for curiosity's sake. Uh, good, good, good and you. Ooh, good and you. Good and you. Uh, from yeah. our friends in Framingham. Yeah, Jack Savvy, one of their Springdales. It's an IPA. Nice. Of course, it's good. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's actually really good. It's kind of like piney, and I like oh, it. Is it? It's, yeah, I, it's smooth ooh. too. IPAs aren't weird. Like majority of people drink IPAs. <laughs> oh, are we, are we passing those around right now? Yeah, ooh. Ooh. pissing around. Then what if I do? Yeah, I spit in it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've missed that. <laughs> <laughs> spit beer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm not surprised that a beer from Jack's Abbey or Springdale is yeah, good, though. Yeah, I know. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've had a really cool couple of weeks. Uh, the coolest. I mean, without Ryan. So right. No, I know. No. Um, me. And if you've gotten a chance, uh, go on our website and check out our friend Dave, his, his beer reviews. He's got uh, some really good he ones does. out there. And yeah. um, that Pilsner that he reviewed, that, that he gave so like nice a 9.2, yeah. is incredible. So, and that's not just because we like the crispy boys. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you guys go follow at Dave's Beer Report. Uh, we don't, unfortunately, we don't read his reviews on our podcast. Uh, we use our social media page for you guys as yeah. an avenue for. We think the content Definitely. is aided better by his beautiful pictures. Exactly. And his follow words. us on social yeah. and then follow, follow him. him. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of social media, anyone win any stickers? Oh, Ryan, you know, we didn't do that contest. No? Because we were waiting for you to come back. Oh, okay. And well, you don't even have stickers, so it wouldn't be I fair know, for our listeners that stickers <laughs> for you. I know. You guys got the new stickers. And the new shirts. And the new shirts. We've just been hoarding been, them yeah. to ourselves. Yeah, but you saw the country. I did. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. saw it inside a theater for, you know, three weeks. But hey. Sounds amazing. Um, sounds lit. As but hey, <laughs> though, if... You know what? I will save it. Never mind. Cool. Got you just moving on. on. That goodie. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna All move right. on to that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Moving on. Don't so, listen to sound guy, Ryan. <laughs> um, I think by this point, people have hit the plus fifteen probably to get to the meat and potatoes of the yeah, episode. Yeah, they're like done with this. So enough of Ryan's um, voice. Yeah, let's let's um <laughs> let's giddy up on into the newest episode featuring our good friends Janine and Andy from Castle Island. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a good one. It's a great one. You Buckle guys. up. Cheers. 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 Oh. So thank yeah. God for sound guy Ryan today because he drove us in the rain. Yeah, but it was it was torrential. And there were cars on the road. But we made it to the island. <laughs> like we made it to the island. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on an island that resides in our a, minds. that resides a castle. And yeah. it's guarded by a velociraptor wearing flip flops. Oh wow, there no there's no flip flops on that. Ooh, you know That's what they're not? The it just looks like flip flops over here. Uh, I was like, although maybe we should add funny. those, right? That That's sounds cool. Actually, Randy the Raptor. Randy the Raptor. Yeah, he's usually placed around the brewery in um, positions that are provocative. He was once running the snowblower for a little bit oh, and the forklift cool. for a whole Ooh, week. Wow. wow. For a whole week. A whole you guys week. didn't use that forklift much. Well, we just pushed him off oh, a little bit. Okay. No, side. Randy yeah. runs the forklift, obviously. <laughs> He's a team player. Yeah. <laughs> Velociraptors like can do forklift stuff, too. Yeah? Yeah, why not? I mean, Randy the Raptor don't give a... <laughs> yeah. Well, I edited it myself. I, that was nice. That's you don't have to, though. Okay. We're, we're, we're like, oh, all-inclusive of Don't words. give me that green light, because <laughs> it's going to be bad. <laughs> That's a dangerous green light. We got the E rating from iTunes for being explicit. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so we don't want kids learning about beer. When I stand on a scale, it gives me an E rating, too. Like, extra Extreme? cute? <laughs> that's that's good, but it's I think it's one at a time, please. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so if you guys didn't understand anything like, from that intro, we are here at Castle Island. In Norwood. Norwood? Yeah. I've never been to Norwood before. Welcome. 
I've been here once or twice or something like that. A couple we, times. Been we here. found out yeah. where Ernie Bog Jr. is. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Two. Yeah, we did. We drove uh, by there. Yeah. That was a cool time. All right. He was here. Oh, should we tell him about Ernie Bog? No, we uh, can't tell you about Ernie Bog. We'll Bob. get into that. <laughs> we'll no, get that can be a later We want to use them as a venue. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, we're here, as we mentioned, at Castle Island. And uh, what we do for every interview is we introduce our guests by asking them their role, their name here at Castle Island, and their first memory of beer. So, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm Janine Porley. I'm the marketing manager here at Castle Island. And my first memory of beer is as a small child, I remember begging my mom after dinner to have like the last little sip of her Coors Light. (laughs) That's awesome. Which has got to be probably the most disgusting part of the beer. Yes. But yeah, I just, I remember remember that very fondly. Were the cans blue? Were the mountains blue? No, it was a seven ounce bottle. Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm Andy Starziak. I am the, I guess, primary shift brewer here. Um, I do most of the brewing on the big system. Uh, I am also in charge of the barrel program, casks, and recipe development. My first memory of beer is getting a Miller Lite dumped on my head when I was three years old with my dad at a party because I was being a little dick. Well, there you go. (laughs) That's one way to get into it. So, so at those very moments, your first introduction to beer, was that, that the moment in time that you said, holy shit, I want to work in a brewery for the rest of my life? <laughs> um, or what was the original plan? Or, or what did you tell your parents, you know, uh, when you turned 18, what you wanted to do? Um, well, I wasn't, haven't been in a brewery since I was 18. I've only been in a brewery since I was 37. So um, when I was 18, I didn't tell my parents anything. I just went to college and got a couple of degrees and worked for a long time and always remembered the smell of my first winery as I Mm. grew up in California. And I wanted that smell every day. And then I walked into my first brewery and said, this is better. (laughs) (laughs) So um, after that, I just eventually worked my way up to working in a brewery. There's a lot of other things that happened, but... Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I didn't... (laughs) always know that I wanted to work in beer, although I very fondly remember wanting that, you know, last little sip of Coors Light. After that, I really did not enjoy beer because I didn't really understand what good beer (laughs) could be like. Um, And I remember um, having a Newcastle brown ale and that kind of being the transition into craft beer for me. Um, In the clear bottle, right? Yeah, in the clear bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yet. so, yeah. but, but previously I've, so I've only been in beer for about five, maybe five plus years. So not too long. Um, before that I was doing email marketing and spamming people. So yeah, that was pretty, um, soul sucking. I'd have to say. So it was nice to be able to kind of transition. Uh, eventually there was a point in time that the opportunity came up that I was able to, you know, explore a different career path into beer and went behind a bar. And that's kind of where I really fell in love with, with craft beer. That's a better story than mine. Yeah. <laughs> where did you guys uh, cut your teeth before Castle Island? Um, well, I'm going to go back to the beginning. Okay. Go back I, to the beginning. Uh, yeah. So I did some clinical uh, work uh, training in Oregon. And one of my patients brought in some homebrew beer. And I didn't know you could make that at home. So when I was there, the guy, one of the guys I worked with sent me up with a homebrew system. Uh, you know, and we brewed a batch of porter, because I love porter. And I never actually got to try it. I moved out of Oregon Aww. the week after we brewed it. So it's still <laughs> sitting there somewhere in a bucket. So I came home, yeah. <laughs> this is, this still is in a bucket. It's not yeah. even bottled. It's yeah, just this is the year the 2000. We're talking a long <laughs> time ago. Um, so I came home, started making beer. That would go for like yeah. 500 bucks on beer yeah. trades. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's probably half, uh, just half sludge. I'll trade you my hazy IPA for that, man. Ooh, <laughs> that, would, that would be. I'll tell you about my second beer if you want. That was yeah. even better. But um, came home, uh, went back to school, um, started making beer with my one book, made awful beer for about three years, uh, ran into Todd Marcus down at Cape Cod, who was uh, working, I was working on the Cape at the time. 
uh, invited me over to uh, make some beer with him and loved it, but had way too much student debt to do anything else with it. So um, kept home brewing uh, for a long, long time, got better at it, um, and then just kind of became obsessed with it. And then eventually decided I wanted to do something new. So started volunteering here at Castle Island part-time uh, on the packaging line while I was doing my uh, physical therapy work. And then as time kind of went on, I decided to do full-time and went over to Dorchester Brewing Company to uh, be their first full-time cellarman. I did that for about a year. And then uh, I was convinced to come back here. And then I started brewing about two, three months later. So I've been here brewing ever since. What year was that? Uh, what year is it now? 19? So 20... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I started here January 2017. No, oh, okay, cool. no, sorry, January 2018. So I've been here about a year and a half. Wow, nice. Yeah. Full time, yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I had started at Castle Island in January of 2018. We started in the same week. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Fun fact anyway, of the day. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the more you know. A little nugget there for you guys. <laughs> you guys weren't at Castle Island orientation together? Weird. We <laughs> actually had our first lunch together. Oh, at, yeah. yeah. At some place yeah, you probably can't mention right. because that's probably a law. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so after doing the um, email marketing, I, I started working at Night Shift. So that's where I first kind of, you know, got my feet wet in learning more about craft beer. And especially as a bartender there um, and giving tours and shadowing on brew days, like they really allowed you to kind of immerse yourself in different sides of the business. So you could really get kind of like a full holistic view of what um, working in a brewery looks like and how all the different departments kind of work together. Um, and then they didn't have a marketing department at that point when I was working for them. And it was just one of their co-founders kind of, you know, pushing everything out there on social and, I have a background in marketing, and um, I can help. Yeah, I was like, that would be a dream come true. And so yeah. kind of help them develop um, that department. Um, so that's kind of where everything all started Very for me. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you guys have been in Castle Island relatively a short period of time. Um, do you guys, how much of the history of Castle Island do you guys know? Um <laughs> I, some. Yeah. I mean, I, I, st I started canning here part-time at the very beginning. Okay. Like, I volunteered first and then um, then went away and then came back. Yeah. But um, Janine probably knows the origin story better well, than I do. Yeah, probably a little better just with my uh, my <laughs> position, too. We love uh, a good origin story. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> um, so, our founder, Adam Romanow. Adam. <laughs> So he had been working in the private sector, um, uh, creating like like variable variable compensation plans for like big large companies or whatever, and that I guess for him was also like a very soul sucking kind of <laughs> job, um, and I think it it also dovetailed with um, the industry that he was working in was just as a whole kind of experiencing a downturn and decline. So it kind of presented the perfect opportunity for him to pursue something that felt a little bit more meaningful to him. So he took um, a year position unpaid um, at a brewery in New Hampshire, just kind of learning the trade on the production side. It's white birch. Yeah. White Thank, birch. You. Okay. yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> interesting. What a uh, We've interviewed uh, white birch before. So it's oh. just interesting that, See what spawned it. Spawned it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, was this bef yeah. this is obviously before the the newer space? This was when they were in their this really, like, yeah, really yeah, seven like barrel like, ghetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was in a for those who don't listen, please tune back to our old episode. But it was in a garage. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. literally, they had a one propane heater. To what? it was terrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's where our founders started. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then after. Um, being involved on the production side, he took on a sales and marketing position there for a little while to kind of learn that side of the business. And I think that really just solidified things for him and knowing that this was the career path that he wanted to at least, you know, make a go of it at. So he wrote a business plan and found a partner, Matt DeLuca. I think this was around, around 2010. Um, Matt DeLuca had been working at Harpoon um, 
And so he came on as a co-founder and to really head up the production side of the business while Adam handled you know everything else with that. Um, and so after they got the business plan together, they did some searching around in uh, South Boston, which is where our where Castle Island obviously comes from, being <laughs> a South Boston landmark. Ideally, we you know we're looking for a production and tap room space there, but it just wasn't in the cards just due to real estate there. Yeah, um, it's a little yeah, it's a little tough. So that's sort of where the namesake comes from. It always been a special place in his heart that he you know really loves. Yeah. Um, he lives close by to Castle Island. He takes his dog there like every day. So there's like, Cute. there's some. There's one of the yeah. best dogs ever. Yeah. Aww. She is. Awesome. We, yeah. we like brewery dogs. Yeah. 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 She's she's a a we love brewery dogs. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a beagle mix. I don't yeah. Know. She's like, like a beagle. She could be your golden yeah. mix. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yes. yeah and she's really cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then they found their place here in Norwood. Um, I think they signed the lease. It was 2011. Um, got. It was straight in into producing beer, and I believe that they released what? I don't think it was 2011 because we've been open for three and a half years, and that's now 2019. Oh, 2011 must be <laughs> another point in that story. Um, okay, so 2013. They would have been 18 years old each, probably. But yeah. Maybe that's when they found each other. <laughs> All right. Regardless, regardless of the dates, I'm giving you the important timeline. <laughs> yeah, factors. Sorry. Um, I'm a details guy. It's all, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all in the details. Yeah. Um, basically, once we got into this space, started brewing right away and released um, TBD in November, I believe, of 2015. Yeah. Yes. Sounds about right. Okay. I was I here like the I first did... day they poured. Okay. Yeah, because okay, so I had like... keeper, I had keeper, and I said these guys are going to do awesome. There you go, such Stamp a good approval beer. right there. there. You go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and we didn't initially start out with a tap room space. It was just a retail um, space where people could come in and taste the beers and purchase it to go. Yep. And we didn't actually open up the tap room until June of 2016. Yep. So um, we've been operating like that ever since and have done a beer garden, um, last year, looking to do one again this year. Um, hopefully we'll be able to share more details soon on that, Yay. but yeah, that's kind of the, the high level overview there. And then always in the space as well, they bought this space or did they move? This we, was, Ben, this is our original space. Yeah, this yeah, is we were, yeah, for, yeah, you yeah guys. we're renting. A, yeah. yeah. So yeah. choice. Yeah, we've yeah. grown. Yep. We've grown fairly rapidly. Yeah. Equipment wise. Yeah. Um, so what did you things. start brewing on and what are you brewing on now? Uh, they started, I'm not, I think they did they started the Sabco in this space. We have a Sabco system that was the original pilot that Adam and his buddy had in their garage. So that's what they did all their, their original recipe formulation on. Cool. And then um, our 30 barrel alpha system is what we're brewing on now and was our original production system. And we started with the alpha and I believe... 360 barrel fermenters mm. and a 30 and a small bright tank and a 60 bright tank. Sweet. And now we are brewing on that full time, usually twice a day. And we have now, as of last year, a five barrel stainless steel brew tech, little awesome little sports car system. Sweet. Cool. We're cool. doing all our pilot stuff now. Nice. Yeah. Most nice. of our taproom stuff. Some uh, some releases in cans, some drafts, some event stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's mostly taproom stuff. So you mentioned um, TBD was the first beer they brewed. Is that kind of a flagship beer, or I feel like that's, in my opinion, that doesn't sound like it's a flagship. But like candle no, is TBD, your flagship? TBD has kind of been pushed aside yeah. for whatever reasons. Um, yeah. But I think Keeper right now, Keeper, our Keeper's our flagship. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. our workhorse, definitely. Uh, our new age yeah. IPA. Yes. I'm blending nice the dank. best of the East and West Coast <laughs> together, man. Yeah, but our, we have our, our regular year rounds. We have Keeper, Candlepin, um, Lager, American Lager, which is a silver medal GABF. Mm-hmm. And, and gold medal. Gold medal oh, in the... U.S. Open Beer Competition. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say U.S. Thank Beer you. Open. So far, Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, it's a very good beer. I, I enjoy <laughs> that lager. Yeah. Yeah. We've been yeah. working on that to kind of make it a little bit better, working on our process to clean it up a little bit. And, yeah. Um, that's because I do not enjoy lagers that 
are not made well. Really? Agreed. Weird. Well, I mean, you have an American lager. I mean, they're usually very consistent. Yeah. But if you get some of the craft brewed ones, they're going to be very fruity and they kind of. True. Esther is going to work with lager yeast isn't easy in a yeah. production environment because of time constraints and things yeah. like that. Mm. So um, we try hard to make it better. Mm. Um, and then we white. Trying. Yeah. yeah. We just released yeah. a new year round beer, um, White Ale. Right. Uh, yeah, brewed with. Valencia oranges and coriander. Mm, that's Delicious. awesome. As well. yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah. It's really a great beer for the summer. Right, and a pretty Belgian East strain, which yeah. we enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very cool. clovey. Um, coming into Castle Island, when you saw it at first, um, you've seen a lot of change in this. And, and I guess at this point, we can call it a brand. I go on the tee, mm-hmm. you do see the shirts, you see people wearing the hats right. with you guys. Um, what's something you've seen that's changed? Like, obviously production but you've seen it grow um and your initial gut reaction was it was, seems to be correct right it, yeah i mean it was it was a good beer from the beginning it was a good you know a bunch of good processes in place um we started getting fans and followings um we have regulars that are fantastic here um you know you start seeing people you go to festivals and they or someone hears, oh, my brother says, oh, you know, some guy told me to work Castle Island. He says, oh, that Keeper's my favorite beer. And it's like, that's pretty cool, you know, because it's not anywhere near the brewery. And, you know, 30 miles from here. So <laughs> um, nice. that kind of thing's pretty neat. Can you talk about the first time you guys saw, I mean, you worked at Night Shift, so you probably mm-hmm. saw that brand quite a bit out in the wild. But mm-hmm. first time you saw one of your cans that you knew you made the liquid in out in the wild. Was that kind of a cool moment or is that was, well, whatever. <laughs> It's kind of hard to say. I mean, my f- my my first beer here was bottled, okay. so um, and it didn't do very well <laughs> because it was a three percent rosette, yeah. which was fantastic. People don't know, and it's still Andy, fantastic. People don't know, <laughs> right? But I ended up drinking most of it. Um, <laughs> it was a really great beer. Yeah, um, I always get excited seeing beer that I make in the in the market, or you know, I got friends that say this is really good and things like that. Um, you know. Been a home brewer for almost 20 years. So, uh, first time I had a recipe brewed professionally was from Aeronaut. And we they had a party and we released it. And I don't remember a lot about that <laughs> night <laughs> besides I drove a scooter into a wall Oof, sometime cool. that evening. Right, cool. I don't know what was on the other side of the wall, but it was not okay. I can't imagine like an Andy sized wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just for reference, I'm, like I'm, I'm, six, yeah, right, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. six foot four, th- about 340. Yeah. That was a Division One uh, hammer thrower and shot putter in yeah. college, so I'm not a, Fun t- facts. I'm not a small Fun guy. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a small, I'm not a small yeah. man. So when yeah. I hit a wall, the wall knows it. Yeah. He's known <laughs> as the mountain around here. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Topical, given. Yeah, I was given that <laughs> name at Dorchester by Todd Charbonneau, who's the head brewer over there. Yeah. And he couldn't remember my name the first month or so I was there. I asked somebody where um, that guy was. He's like, uh, the mountain. You know, it's like, oh, that's Andy. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, it's <laughs> a hard name to remember. So. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't ask questions. I just did what I was told, and then I, then I worked hard. So. Um, nice. You, you said that um, you're always looking to improve the recipe. How is some of the core, uh, you know, the core brews that you guys have changed in, uh, over the years uh, since your influence right. here, right? We, yeah, we don't do a lot of recipe formulation change as much as process change. Like okay. We want to make sure that um, we're getting clean boils, that we're making sure that we're getting our pitch rates uh, right for our, our yeast, um, making sure that our temperatures are dialed in, that we're making sure everything ferments in the amount of time we want it to. Um, we do our daily sensory. We're making sure that when we have a beer that's in that tank and it's Keeper, it's Keeper. Right? It's Campbellton, it's Campbellton. Um, it's just very, we just keep very good records and we make sure that every day we smell, we taste, we look, we um, just figure out what's supposed to be there and how to keep it there. So it's important that someone who might have had Keeper last summer on the Cape for the first time and haven't drank it because they live in Minnesota, but come back next year, it tastes the same. Yes. So it's important consistency yeah. for you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 People yeah. are very savvy and they can pick up when something doesn't taste quite the same, especially if it's their standby and fresh yeah. staple for sure. Right. Mm. All right. So fresh is best. <laughs> Agreed. Um, you mentioned lagers are harder to brew. I don't think a lot of our time, a lot of the time, our listeners realize that because we see a overly saturated 
IPA. That's my words. And if right. someone no, no, disagrees, no. No. please. No disagreement there. Yeah. Matt at Brewer Roots, you can, you can have that conversation. <laughs> um, but is a lager a favorite style to brew, or what do you have a favorite style to brew? Um, uh, my favorite home style is a Belton single. Like, I mm. first time I had one of those in Belgium was just like, that's it. I did not really love Belgian beers before I went there, and because we never got them fresh here. And I start, I had a Westy Six, and that from that point on, that was the beer I wanted to brew all the time, and I still do. That's my house beer all the time. Um, I don't do much of that here, but um, when given the chance, anything in the area of Porter. Um, I do love doing any kind of lager I can as far as, but the lager is such a huge variant, you know, just range of beers. Um, did a nice, uh, I did a Doppelbach this cool. winter. That was, nice. that was really good. I really enjoyed uh, doing that and formulating that. And, uh, and it, dra- it drank really well for a 9% beer. Um, you got the fast beer in front of you. Yep. Finish that pretty quick. I was thirsty. But you know, you like playing with different ingredients here too. We get the opportunity. If someone says we want a chocolate coconut imperial stout, done, and that one actually turned out pretty well too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, it really did. Yeah. And sometimes we have, you know, we, we do play with kettle sours quite a bit. We don't have the room or the, um, I guess, safe space for wild <laughs> fermentation or, or yeah. spontaneous firm. We do have one Brett barrel that is ostracized all the way over the other side of the brewery <laughs> by the loading dock, and that is tasting really well, yeah, by the way. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I cannot wait for that to get bottled. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anything we get to play with, we, the kettle sours, we get a lot of room to play with. Uh, we like, currently, we got one, we got super guapo coming up, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's got some lime in there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of salt. Um, nice. Kind of on the goza I was about to say goza. But, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's just like a nice, easy summer beer that we can't wait yeah. for that one. And we, we've been playing a lot with a lot of with fruit lately mm-hmm. um, with our kettle sours, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fruit suit series. Yep. We got you know, grapefruit, tangerine, margarita. Um, just yeah. basically taking the same sour base and just making it something that you just want to drink all the time. Yeah. Or mix with tequila. Right. Or Either way. Or with each other. Just mixing with tequila not <laughs> on premise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At home. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of barrels coming in. We've been increasing our barrel stock. So um, they're clean barrels. So like we did a, a kettle sour um, with tequila and tequila barrels. It was in there for about a month. Um, that is a nice beer, but I love to mix it with. Uh, we have a guava wheat that's a not sour, it's a clean beer, and the guava. The gu- yeah, that sounds yeah, interesting. The guava and tequila. Yeah. It's just yeah. like yeah, the, the bartenders hate me when I ask them to blend <laughs> beers, but I, I do it all the time, and I just love the taste of things yeah. new and blended. So yeah, yeah. Um, that one's like a little cocktail. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. uh, Janine, what is your favorite, or do you have any favorites here? At Castle Island, I, I do. Ooh, um, well, I I really like the Jalisco Kiss, the tequila barrel aged sour that yeah. you were just talking about. Yeah, it is fantastic. But another one I was thinking about as you we were, you know, kind of going through your own little favorites there um, is Hawaiian train wreck. The train wreck, yeah. yeah, that, that was the pineapple, pineapple sour. Pineapple sour that was. Nice. Ooh, was, that was really good. Mm, yeah. kind of tough, I feel like, too, to brew with. So, kudos. It can be. I mean, <laughs> you hear stories about what, when it comes to wild fermentation. Yeah. Pineapples have an enzyme that yeah. kind of stops the fermentation. But if you're doing a kettle sour and you add it secondary and you add the right amount, it's usually, it usually works out pretty yeah. well, especially right. if you mix it with other fruits. Cool. Um, yeah, I did. I did a version of Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Kunu. Yeah, Kunu. So, I think yeah. I have that Just one. Hawaiian for Chuck. Hawaiian for Chuck, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah they, I wanted to add mango, uh, guava, and pineapple, but they didn't have pineapple in stock oh. at Oregon. So, sad, um, sad story. Yeah, so it was, just, it was just guava and mango. It was still pretty good. It was but good, it, yeah. But the pineapple would have been yeah. really good. So. <laughs> Don't let that just, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, want, I want it perfect. Yeah. Say, you know? Okay, and now I want to backtrack a little bit. Mm. Is it Goze or Goza? I'm with Goza on that one. Goza, yeah. okay. I, 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 mean, yeah? I don't yeah. know many okay. Germans who end up with the A on the end, though. Mm. Goze. Goze? Goza? Yeah, from Leipzig. Leipzig, too, but I know someone from Leipzig. Okay. You can edit this out because I'm probably wrong. Cool. No, we're, yeah. that's, no, that's, that's we gold right there. We're, yeah. we're keeping that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, around here, it's a Gozer. Gozer? Wow. Gozer. Yeah. Even better. Oh, I like it very. Cool. Is that a South Shore thing? Or is that Probably. A- yeah, we got the, we got the thick. We got, I mean, yeah, North Shore's got the, th- got the thick accent, too. But down, yeah, down way in the side, we got, yeah. Got the, 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 the Gozer. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had uh, no idea. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> now I have to be hypersensitive to what I say now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 South Shore area. Have any of your homebrew recipes transferred over into a production brew? Obviously scaled up, but um yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I tend to tweak them just a little bit depending on you know, if a homebrew recipe has like thirty seven ingredients. We only want to use four or five. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, the, the grisette was, I think it was four malts. Um, so that one translated pretty quickly. Um, the Doppelbach I did was close, but at home it was a decoction. So mm. we can't decoct here um, to that extent. So uh, we had to add some specialty malts to that. So at home it was just, like, a bag of Pilsner. Or, uh, no, bag of Munich malt. And we decocted it, and it turned brown. Great. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> here we had to use some uh, Patagonia coffee malt, which is really some of my favorite malts. And uh, a little nice. bit of Care Munich, and threw that in there and just to give it some character. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes. It's usually a little bit of modification, though. Where are you guys getting your ingredients? Is it some local, some not um, so local? Most of the stuff we get is from uh, BSG and Country Malt. Uh, we do have some brews we've done. Uh, we've gotten some stuff from Valley Malt. Cool. Some of the local malsters. Uh, I think we'd like to work more with them, but we're we haven't used them enough to say, okay, this is how we have to dial in our system to get it because the mill settings might be different or the flavor might be different. Um, I was down at Stone Path this weekend for the. I was about NBA. to say you're so close to them. Why mm-hmm. are you doing Stone that? Stone Path, yes, yeah, at Stone Path. Um, I think their facilities changed, so we have to check yeah. that out. Um, yeah. It's more of we we focus a lot more right now on the big system and getting things in cans and putting them out there for sure than the the pile of stuff but we i mean we've chopping it a bit the now me and uh, will who's uh, our qc other pilot brewer um, yeah we're just we want to use everything you know if there's <laughs> yeah, like even try if, it all right yeah even if like vireman puts out a new like like put it up uh, an heirloom malt we're like yeah we're gonna use that for our next whatever yeah yeah you know, we do yeah so, that's awesome yeah, yeah. so that, that could be fun so you're still able to be nerds about beer but you still have to kind of focus on core brands as well yes so that's that's a nice <laughs> gotta make the money yeah there are certain i mean there's there are breweries that we've probably interviewed that have to focus just to stay open on core brands right. but you guys have that ability to experiment maybe it doesn't go out to the mass but it goes out to the home base right um but some goes out yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i think we handle it kind of nice it's a nice balance of pushing out and focusing on the core a lot out in the trade and then the taproom driver is that pilot system it's like you can only get this here you know so that really helps diversify diversify our portfolio for sure and also, you know, it serves as an R&D, um, and then maybe things will get scaled up and then yeah. enter into the core portfolio, because that's what White Ale was. That was right. that's the trajectory for that. It started out as a pilot beer, yeah. and then eventually it was really well-received in the tap room. So we're like, hey, there might be something here, and there's a hole in the market that we think we could help fill, and um, and that's what, yeah, we kind of did with White Ale. Right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Janine, is there a secret behind marketing beer? Because you came from Night Shift, and mm-hmm. they have excellent marketing. Castle Island has excellent marketing. Um, but is it frustrating? Seems like you're the common thread here. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, my. Is it, someti- is it sometimes frustrating when you you put a lot of work into an image, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get not so many likes, but then you post a picture that's mm-hmm. a half-drank beer that's really hazy, and people like it a million times more. Is there a secret, or is it just kind of luck of the draw at this point it feels like there's no rhyme or reason to things yeah. but we do implement a lot of a b testing with our social media and email marketing as well so that it doesn't feel like that <laughs> um and so that we can start yeah. honing in on things and really tailor stuff to m- make our messaging really resonate with our audience and serve them relevant content that they actually care about um does though there are variables where you know it depends on the time of day where something if you had posted it maybe an hour or two later it might have performed really well just because there might have been more eyeballs on it initially and that initial engagement would like kind of builds that momentum for the post um which is something that you kind of figure out with through a b testing as well so Mm -hmm. that is a huge kind of like crux of our program a b testing for our listeners who may not know is Uh, yeah Yeah, yeah, listeners who don't know yeah (laughs) Basically, it, it's split testing. So you're comparing, um, a, you're doing testing with a single variable. You're seeing 
So, for example, we just did an A-B test where we wanted to see whether an image worked better with a person in it or without a person in it. So we had the same exact photo set up and literally just it had a person right behind all the cans. And then the other one, it didn't have that. So there really was that was this single driving variable that could potentially cause the difference. So you post this image at the same time, mm-hmm. the same place, yes. and yeah. just see what performs yeah. better. Exactly, yeah. because a, a lot of the okay. social platforms that you use now they're they're built that way where they have those A/B testing platforms within the system itself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. interesting. Cool. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah, we'll take that home. Yeah, we'll for take the record, home. I don't think I was in that photo, so I probably did better without. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see about that. We'll do some A/B testing with that. There you go with with Andy. Yeah. Before we get into kind of the present, I just have one more question for Andy. Was there a moment in time when you basically said, like, homebrewing is no longer a hobby. It is it is becoming my career or my passion. Do you remember that specific moment? or Not so much the moment as, you know, I'd be <clears throat> sitting there in front of the computer doing paperwork. And I said I was, I was a physical therapist for a long time. And I was good at it. And I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed all the research that went along with it and all the new things you could learn. And I found myself more, like, during the day or after the day looking up, you know, the beer forms or, you know, answering questions on beer forms or studying beer and doing BBCP training. And it's tended to be more, it it, it shifted more from, you know, PT stuff, work stuff, (laughs) over to beer stuff. And then um, this one day I was like, you know what, packaging here was fun, the people here were fun, the music didn't suck which it did in the clinic all the time. And it just kind of, that was probably the, the, the straw. And I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm going to come, come do this. That's in a pretty good place to do that at the time. Um, and I just said, no, oh, let's go for it. Hmm. You know, it was, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, we just saw that Massachusetts has, I believe the number was 187 breweries. Mm, yes. Um, and New England yes. has 600 breweries as a whole. How does Castle Island stay relevant? Because you guys recently won number one brewery in Massachusetts or a couple years ago. Uh, well, number one new brewery, yeah. 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 How does how does somewhere like Castle Island, which isn't in the heart of Boston mm-hmm. or an easily accessible area, um, stay relevant? Something that we're constantly trying to figure out, honestly. Um, and that goes back to kind of to the A-B testing. It's kind of, it's taking risks and um, figuring out what the best way to kind of tell your story and get people to kind of latch on to your brand and have that really resonate with them. Um, and a lot of it goes back to developing a company and a brand that is mission driven and so that people feel like they're, they have values that kind of align with yours. And that's really, I think, when you get, um, when you start generating those like brand advocates and you start building your tribe of followers. Um, so, so like one person tells two people, yeah, two people tell six people. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for, not for nothing, word of mouth is still probably one of the best forms of marketing because people trust um, a recommendation from a friend, which is why reviews online are, you know, so popular. Um, but. Huh. Have you listened to our podcast before? That was, my next, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, actually, we have. I mean, it was people come here, and I've heard this from friends who come from the West Coast, and they've said, Castle Island, we come here, and it's gotten like kind of the most West Coast feel. Like, it's just chill. The people are really nice. Um, you come in, you don't feel like you're imposing on anybody. You know, you ask questions. I mean, I like to walk around the tap room, um, ask people questions, see how they're doing, things like that. And, I think that helps. I don't think I scare anybody away, but no, generally people are very receptive not. to you know, knowing who's making their... My mom loves you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does, yeah. yeah. What's, what's not to love, really? Yeah. Um, you know, just being... A, you know, I'm a 10th I'm a, a level beer geek. Like, I, I love making beer. I love making beer. I love the people in beer, the process, and just if that shows through, I think people were, are going to come by and they're going to they're gonna enjoy what you what you do, you know, because yeah. they, can, they can taste that in the beer, hopefully. Totally. You know, um, but of course, that's just a small percentage of people who are as geeked out as I am about beer, and those are the people True. I'm going to sit and talk to for an hour <laughs> in the tap room. Yeah, people appreciate authenticity for sure. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, where do you think the next, or what do you think the next trend is going to be in beer? Like, is there anything that you're hoping for? You're like pushing for here at Castle Island, or? <laughs> 
all build, all, all build and singles yeah. presents. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And Doppelbox. Got that. I, I think things are going to be, yeah, it's sort of, I think that things are going to go back to the simpler, like, clean styles of beer, the Pilsners of the world. That's why I think that tastes are going to maybe sort of trend back because we've been so killing our taste buds. Yes, and, yeah, and now and now <laughs> I feel IPAs like people are looking for something oh. else. Like, I, yeah, you can't kill, I think the, you can't like kill the, the IPA. No, you can't. The thirty-seven different styles. But I don't. Yeah, I think we've kind of uh, rode this haze train almost to the end. I mean, it's always going to be a popular yeah, style yeah, for sure. Is. But I think that pe- people's tastes are starting to, I don't know. Want getting, something things like the sweetness, and, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we I've are always liked the dry beer, so we mm. are seeing a, a surge of very sweet beers, though. With the well, I think so. Here's what I think about this this is this is profound, so get Ooh. ready. Ooh. <clears throat> so, when it comes to people like beer, beer, beer geeks, whatever you want to call them, beer nerds, um, beer collectors, beer traders, it's a it, it's a it's a cult, it's a it's a very it's a very, it's it's a big group, a vocal minority. There you go, vocal minority. <laughs> but when you well ha- you ha- yeah you have these <laughs> these big hazy double IPAs, these giant pastry stouts, and the thing is like sitting around tasting with my friends who are like that. You have a few sips of something, and then you everyone else has a few sips. Like you just pass that around. And you got it's a community, you know. So people keep buying these huge beers, these crazy beers, all this stuff, and then with like you know millions of pounds of lactose and chocolate and everything else. And it, it creates a community of people who like hanging out together. And I think that's what's driving these trends more than anything else is just being able to get into a group of people and discharge from the social media and everything else and just actually talk to people about things. Weird. Is that's what my brain works. <laughs> is that, that's, that's what I see. Is that more of the natural environment? And not, not to challenge what you're saying, but is no. that more of the natural environment of a brewery that forces people to, I mean, we've been sitting for, what, 30 minutes and we haven't looked at our phone. I mean, obviously, the natural environment of talking about beer, is that just something that people are agreeing on? Or is it just because a brewery is that special place? I think it's a little bit of both. Because if you get people who love the beer and like talking about it, and the beer is fantastic, then that bridges the gap. Um, but there used to be beers that, you know, you'd get them and they were like 1,000 IBUs or like 27%. And you'd get them once and you'd share them and then you'd never see them again. But people keep going back to these really great breweries, and I could name, you know, 30 of them, who people trade for and they love. They go all over the country looking for, and they're still sharing the same beers over and over again because the beers are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Cool. Uh, you mentioned earlier reviews. Uh, so we always ask about Untapped. Uh, what's your... your feeling about untapped um, open-ended just like that so answer yeah, however you I, want I think Urge to kill take it or leave it yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's a necessary evil of the business but it's a very focused um, specific group of people and it's not representative of the majority of people that are drinking beer um, it's something that should definitely be considered but it shouldn't be something that's driving they're the sole factor that's driving decisions right and yeah. you, it's hard not to get caught up in those <laughs> reviews but yeah. i think at this point especially how long that untapped has been out in the world i don't think that or at least we don't t- take it as seriously as maybe we had initially did right you know when right. it first came out hmm. so i think that with with sites like that uh apps the thing that drives me nuts is you give something a star, two stars, and you have no feedback on it. If or and it's that's not like Untapped's not even anonymous. So if you if you have a problem with a beer or a brewer or anything like that, just send them an email. You know, <laughs> give them a call. Like say, I think there's yeah. a problem with your beer. You know, and can we talk why. about it? Yeah, yeah, not just like oh, um, I don't like IPAs. One star. Two star. <laughs> you know, great, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I still use Untapped, but I just log my beers. I don't. I don't. Uh, in the industry, it's just not cool to to uh, put stars in there unless it's really good. If I get a five star beer, I'll, I'll log a five star beer. But 
Yeah. Um, but generally, yeah. You, well, if, I hate reading. I hate. I, I don't look at it, but if when I do, it always makes me mad. So. I th- well, because I, I think Untapped is built for the consumer, and at least initially, and it wasn't built for the business because that's why they didn't make it True. a requirement yeah. to leave a written review because yeah. they want participation and lower the barrier of entry. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want, right. the, I want the feedback as a brewer. Of course, I want, I want the feedback. Of course. Right. Of course. Nobody would use it though. But yeah, yeah that. But that would hurt their bottom line. Totally. Yeah. People yeah. might argue. I don't have a huge ego. I mean, people <laughs> might argue that, but. You tell me something's wrong with the beer, and I'm going to research it. If you don't like it, then I'll try to find out why. And if it's legitimately like, oh, this is in the beer and I can't taste it and it's bad, well, then it's going to get fixed. Uh, If you don't like it because you don't like that flavor, well, well, just sorry. But here's another beer you're going to enjoy. Describe what you like, and I'll make something for you. Someone called uh, Untapped, and if this goes over the head of our listeners, the Pokédex of beer. It totally is. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is. So it's basically the premise is you're oh, just going to. <laughs> She's so lost. She's so, so, right. so basically the premise is, is yeah, get with it, Janine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, uh, you see a Pokemon, you catch it. I, and, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god! Familiar- you guys oh, aren't god. nerds. Yeah, it's all right. Well, well, yeah. well, that doesn't mean you're not different. Nerds. Nerds. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power Rangers or something. Ooh, yeah. there you go. That's that's. <laughs> I actually, did, I, I, I'm, I did extrapolate the term from. From your, wow, exactly. Your context. That, that was a good yeah. word, too. Yes. yes. Look yes. At you. I have like th- I, I have cool. a calendar. See, nerd. Have words every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extrapolate. I, I don't forget. I, I remember the context, but not how to use the word sometimes. Mm. Fair <laughs> enough. It, it's all about it the big words. Right. It's not about how you use it. <laughs> exactly. So, mic drop. We've kind of gone over. Looks expensive. We've kind of gone over trends, what we thought of untapped. Um, I'd like to get you to know you guys a little bit more just on like a what you're doing outside of Castle Island. I know you're a Pink Boots member, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what? And <laughs> w- uh, w- w- Pink Boots, can we talk about, I mean, Eric is a Pink Boots member, but you guys are doing some pretty awesome stuff. So what has Castle Island done for with Pink Boots? Um, last year we held... I guess no. It's still part of this year's. No, no, no. It was, it was last year. year. It was that's last year. That's how I met Erica. That's how. Yeah. That's how <laughs> the year. No, well, no. I was thinking of the the event that we held here in August. We had this concert where we had three Ooh, different yeah. um, bands play, and they were all industry bands mm-hmm. too. And it was a fundraiser for Pink Boots, and we released um, a collab that we did with Pink Boots members yep. on our pilot system here. It was an awesome event that was, was fun. the first time that we yeah, had crazy. live music here oh, was it, it yeah. was oh, wow. and well, it was really killer well. yeah. yeah it yeah. was absolutely killer and i mean like they did an incredible and job yeah organizing it brian and tara like did most of that work and we just <laughs> helped with the marketing side of it yeah and trying to organize a little bit of stuff like logistically but um yeah it was a really awesome event and then you guys yep. did a brew day as well, like mm-hmm. Andy was saying. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, did, we did a brew day. day. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This year, there wasn't so much a brew day because we had some ingredient issues. but Yeah, but we made it happen. Yeah, we made it happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we made, we made yeah. it. You guys had the Pink Boots beer, right? We yeah. did, yeah. 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 And, and this year, this yeah. year's was, uh, was Matt DeLuca's recipe. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. She-Hulk so, snack. She-Hulk snack. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It was all Golden Promise, which is my favorite base malt. And the Pink Boots blend. Cool. Yeah, it's a pale ale. Yeah. It's really nice. Very nice. Uh, Andy, what about yourself? What do you do outside of? Um, I mean, I guess Penguins and Castle Island is kind of, but yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a beer guy. Like that's all I all I really do. This is his um, life. He yeah, lives that's what here. I do. Uh, you know, I'm a We're BJ, in his bedroom. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, Most yeah. people yeah. do. Yeah. Living here. Yeah, I'm a BJCP national judge. I like I just drink beer. Uh, no, I I, I I fish. I hunt. I do uh, woodwork. Um, yeah, he's I mean, a guy's guy. I'm here. Yeah, man's I'm man. a man's man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something, something needs eating. I kill it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, Ron, yeah, I mean, Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's my hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's, I've, been, I've been taking classes up at Beer White Hobby yeah. for charcuterie yeah, and uh, oh, bacon. Cool. I got my, I'm on my third batch of bacon, and I got. You can hang. use the promo code Brewers to get 10 percent off. Just, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice live drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got a new, uh, a new, uh, new chamber. A new chamber. I got meat hanging in there. Yeah. I, needed a new hobby and, and meets just, it matches you know cool next thing i'll be i'm making cheese soon probably you know do trying it. to get into that awesome. yeah uh so what are you drinking when you're not at castle island what's, what's your uh, beer choice at home what's in your fridge 
guilty oh. pleasure beer. <laughs> what we're that? trying to yeah. say yeah. is... Which, which fridge? What is your guilty Ooh, pleasure? Which fridge? Yeah, I used, which, I used, I built, no, no, I want to know no? what's in this fridge. Which well, okay, house, so what's in your fridge? In my last house, okay. I ate by eight walking in the basement. <laughs> well, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was awesome. We can all be I that cool. I that fridge. Yeah, I mean, I... I stock up on... I like to go to Belgium every couple of years and stock up on <laughs> we, uh, De La Seine. Yeah, and we've heard. <laughs> and, uh, if I can find De La Seine, that's like my, that's my favorite. Your Holy Grail? Yeah, that's yeah, favorite. My favorite Belgian brewery. Um, that isn't. I mean, people talk about West Vlaanderen and they'll say oh, it's, oh, it's not that good. It's all hype. It's really that good. Like I, <laughs> I go and I stock up on on on, on blonde. Hmm. And I bring a suitcase home. I throw out all my clothes when I travel. I bring all my old clothes <laughs> and I bring bubble wrap. And as I go, I collect beer and I throw my clothes up. Oh my Europe, so Europe is littered with my socks <laughs> and old t-shirts. I'm not kidding. Uh, last time, a couple of years, last time I came back, I had two suitcases of beer and only the clothes I was wearing. On your oh back. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if I got delayed, it would have been a pro- I would have been a problem. Would have been a real problem. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. What's in your fridge at home? Uh, cocktails. Oh, Cocktail uh, mixer. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but I, I mean, if I'm drinking beer, I do. I love Allagash. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. Allagash yeah. and Oxbow yeah. are my two favorites. I have to We're say right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, I usually will have a shift beer here, and then if I go home and I want something more, it's it's probably going to be like a hot whiskey or a yeah. cocktail or yeah. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Deschutes. Just yeah. To, yeah, mix it up. I, a have, to go to, bit. I have to go to Philly and get Deschutes at least twice a year. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fun facts. Now. Good uh, to know. <laughs> I just feel like Andy, you don't have a guilty pleasure beer because you talk about wicked good beer. Oh, but <laughs> do you have a guilty pleasure beer? <laughs> like a trash beer or yeah. something? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Oh, oh the core is extra gold. Like the banquet? Ooh, or yeah, the banquet man. Extra, my, my, oh, no, extra gold. It. My my first brewery tour was Coors. I've heard it's amazing. Is it it is, like, it's, I went. I went on a. I was driving back from Oregon with my buddy, and we hit like I don't know 14 national parks, and we had an hour of video because he got real stingy about his video at the time. And half an hour of it was me videotaping the tour at the Coors Brewery. <laughs> it was great. amazing. Oh. The malt room, the everything. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah. It was and I've so heard nice. Coors out there is a million times better than it is than probably your, yeah, your, yeah. your one <laughs> ounce warm, of beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The last sip filled oh with, with backwash. Yeah. Their process yeah. control is out of this world. Yeah. I mean, like, those domestic. That's what we always talk about. Yeah. I mean, hate it if you want, but damn. Yeah. Since I got rid of the Every rail spur finally, damn. but everything yeah. went right out of the brewery cold and then until it hit a store and then got warm stored. But yeah. <laughs> yeah it's oh, yeah. A, there's a lot to say about a beer that tastes the same in bottles, cans, and draft. Right. Yeah. It's a hard Absolutely. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. damn. I know Some... people, people talk shit about those domestic ones, but that's a hard brewing yeah. process. Yeah. 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 And my, my first legal beer was Steam. Oh, that's and a really good beer. Yeah, yeah, my dad drank that growing up. Yeah. Um, that and Henry And I would drink so that cool. any day of the week. <laughs> any day of the week, I will, I will find He's got the steam. life. Right. <laughs> Do you have a guilty pleasure? Um, I don't know that it's guilty. I don't really feel ashamed when I'm drinking <laughs> it. But you. I like Good Miller Light. Yeah. 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 Just a nice Miller Light. You know, nice. watching the Bruins. Nice. Oh, Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Go that. Bees. Yeah, let's go Bees. Yeah, yeah. With the cup. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Go St. Louis. Yeah. I don't want to play the Sharks. I don't want to play the Sharks. I don't want to play. We're done with you here. I don't want to play Skeleton Joe Thornton. Well, hopefully right. by well, the... Well, he keeps winning yeah. every game like with stupid random calls. Like, hand passes. Yeah, yeah. Hand, exactly. Yeah, Thank you. Right. Thank you. By the time this, this interview is released, hopefully the Bruins, <laughs> as I choke <laughs> on my own spit... <laughs> don't jinx them. Win. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Just stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop there. Hopefully they'll have won their division by then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened like two oh, nights ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Let's end with the best question, well, shall no, we? I want to no? know. I know one oh, more we got thing. one more thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my bad. If I was in the New England area and I wanted to visit Castle Island, where could I come to visit you guys? If we were in the New England area? Well, if I'm in Massachusetts, <laughs> specifically. You have to be in Massachusetts to visit us. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so visit yeah us but I mean, if I was in New England, it's, <laughs> it's not that far. New England's small. Come on. We yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Realize, we're, like, we are a hop, skip, and a jump away from JP. Right. I mean, it's really not or that anywhere. far. Yeah. yeah. What, what, is, what is the exact address? Yeah. It's per 30. Oh, okay, that's what you're driving at. It's 31 Aster Ave in Norwood, Massachusetts. Love it. Right off the auto mile. Right. Ooh, cool. yeah, Come there on you go. Buy a car. <laughs> Come grab some beer. LLC. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it home and yeah, then yeah. drink it. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. Um, Good, yeah. PSA. <laughs> and where are you guys available? Better liquor stores in Massachusetts or beyond? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we just um, increased our distribution footprint to Rhode Island. So Woo-hoo! now you can find us in Rhode Island as well. Yay. But yeah, throughout Massachusetts um, and Rhode Island, that's where Very cool. Castle Island beer. And then uh, social media for the likes, where are you guys located? We are located at Castle Island Beer on Facebook and at CI Brewing on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Nice. All right, Eric, I know you're chomping at the bits. Ask it. I've been waiting for so long. This is my moment to shine. All right, you guys, what are you most proud of? What, like, yeah, it could be anything. Just what are you most proud of? Silence. No, no. Oh, the first thing that came to mind was untangling a necklace. We're looking at each other because we're both both very proud. We've been working on one for a while. Um, I am am proud of our our dedication to quality and our consistent consistent production quality and our um, dedication to making sure every beer that goes in a package stays good as long as we define that it should. And that uh, when people come in, um, they have a good time and they enjoy the beer. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah I'm, if not the people. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm re- <laughs> well, that's kind of dovetails into my answer. I'm really proud of the culture that has been cultivated here. All of the people really love working with each other and that's really, awesome. yeah, they stand behind yeah. the product. Uh, I don't know if you saw this sign that's hanging over the delivery oh, bay. I but, love that sign. Yeah, yes. That was here before, that, that kind of sealed the deal. Yeah. For this as a location, you just quote the sign. Yeah, what is the sign? Everyone knows. If you're not proud of it, don't ship it. And that's sort of an internal mantra for Mm -hmm. everybody here. It's like, if you, we're not going to push it out the door if we we can't stand behind it. And that's with everything that we do here. Um, I've had to dump at least one batch of beer that made me tear up as I did it. I'm sad for you. That's awful. But, yeah. <laughs> but one particular batch, I did save a couple of kegs and put some bread in it and put it away in the corner where no one knows Ooh, where it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for doing this. I know we were a little awesome. late. No, no problem. Damn oh. traffic, but uh, whatever. Yeah, that's Massachusetts. Yeah. All right, what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's chill and drink some beers now. Okay. Hell yeah. Sounds cool. Twist my arm. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. 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 Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Brew Roots. Uh, this week's episode obviously featuring Janine and Andy from Castle Island. Uh, make sure you go check them out on all social media and go to their physical location in Norwood. Um, it's right off the Autumn Mile and it's pretty easy to get to and the beer there is great. Um, also, if you're listening to this episode during the summer, they do have a beer garden. So make sure you go check out their beer garden as well because they weren't able to announce that on the episode, but we're doing that for them right now. Um, make sure I'm not sure when that beer garden goes to so if you're listening to this in September in the future I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but um, this podcast is you is like listener supported 100% so thank you guys so much every week when you guys turn tune in and you make this possible Um, we continue to get awesome guests every week because of you guys chiming in and all the likes all the comments all the shares uh so seriously thank you so much um if you want to continue to for us to get great guests we need your help by simply rating and subscribing on your favorite podcast media so that means you have to go into itunes and give us a five-star review because we will continue to get the best guests that we can and sometimes reviews and likes matter they really do they go a long way oh show not to mention uh go follow us on instagram if you aren't already twitter we suck at twitter we're doing a little bit better but app roots on everything and uh until next week we might have pink boots or we stay tuned to find <laughs> out or, yeah. or we might have somebody else keep an eye on social media too for the secret word yeah, the secret word's coming out pretty secret soon. Secrets. And, uh, yeah, until next week, hopefully we have pink boots or we'll have another great guest who we're not going to reveal right now. We'll we find ha- out. Yeah, because we haven't discussed it. So we have plenty in the backlog, but we'll figure it out. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.